have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And as usual, we have a very lectual show for you today. We are going to be talking about how you can have a better and more fulfilling sex life and relationship and some techniques that you can use to help increase pleasure during sex, achieve orgasm, and delay ejaculation. All very desirable things. All of that is achievable through the sacred art of Tantra. And we are going to be talking about the tantric sex practices and techniques that can help you have a mind-blowing sex life and a deeper connection with your partner and yourself. So I invited a fantastic duo that I met at Sex Down South in Atlanta just a couple of weeks ago, Karen and Brian Craig of Explore Tantra. They're both certified sexologists, certified authentic tantra practitioners, educators and coaches, and certified metaphysical practitioners. And their mission is to guide individuals and couples on their journey to experiencing wholeness and pleasure in all areas of life by helping you rediscover your power, authenticity, and capacity for deep connection, intimacy, and love. And today, we're going to have a deep discussion all about sex, intimacy, and self-love. Later on in today's show, I'll also be answering some questions from you, the audience, in a new segment called Letters to Lexi. If you want me to give you some lectual advice with the bonus help of my special guest or guests each week, write into me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Before we start our chat with Karen and Brian, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you can also access the world's largest dating platform of over 1 million active members. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at sdc.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. And you can also download the app on iTunes and Google Play. So get ready to fearlessly embrace your lectuality with me and my guests, Karen and Brian Craig. As you probably already guessed it, these two are married and they work together. And I know that's not always an easy combination. So let me tell you a little bit about each of them. Karen Craig, BA, BMSC, JD, devoted her professional career to the legal field, first as a federal trial attorney and then for over 22 years as a judge for the federal government. My God. She is a BA in political science and a Juris Doctor degree. And just for fun, she has a second bachelor's in metaphysical science and she's working toward her PhD in holistic counseling. They're giggling right now. I don't know if you can hear because like, why not? I mean, just for fun, let's just do this whole other bachelor's and all this other education. It is unbelievable. Um, So let me tell you a bit about Brian, although I don't know how he can beat that. Um, (laughs) So Brian, BMS, devoted his professional career to the IT field and has owned and operated his own IT firm for over 25 years. Brian also holds a bachelor's degree in metaphysical science and is currently working toward his Doctor of Philosophy, PhD, specializing in transpersonal counseling. So both of these two have received their certification in Authentic Tantra from the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education after completing 500 plus hours of instruction, okay? Karen is now on their teaching staff as a Tantra Mastery Instructor. They have also taught through entertainment at their fun and educational stage show, The Sensuality Experience. And these two are bringing their combined knowledge and skills to you via individual coaching, workshops, and global retreats to teach you how to bring more abundance, passion, healing, and intimacy into your lives and relationships. Welcome to my show, Karen and Brian. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. Wow. I want to meet those people. I know, just, right? Just subscribe. Just now. Who are they? <laughs> you don't recognize yourselves in there? 
Yes. That sounds so impressive. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is very impressive, and it's because of how impressive it is that you're here today. That and also, you know, meeting you at Sex Down South um, just a couple of weeks ago was a great experience. You both have a wonderful energy. I love your chemistry, and I love everything that you have to offer in terms of educating us about how to experience a more fulfilling life. Thank you so thank much. You. So it's an absolute pleasure to have met you as yes. well. Oh, yeah. thank you. You can bring that on. Yeah, I, I like those. I like those. You can keep it. You yeah. can keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so for those folks who are listening right now who are a little bit unclear about everything that we're going to be talking about, I want to start with like very brief definitions and let's get into like, you know, what is Tantra? I'd love to hear your, the way you define it because everyone defines it differently. So go ahead. So essentially Tantra is a spiritual path. Um, in Sanskrit, it literally means weaving together. Tibetan Tantra means weaving together light and sound with form. Ooh. So the light is, is going to be like working with energy that we can harness to in, term, in our entire lives, but also in our sex lives, and also sounds that we can use. And then the form is our bodies. So in Tantra, we're staying in our bodies because that's where our traumas are and that's where our pleasure is. So that's an important component of it because a lot of times people find themselves sort of outside of their bodies. Um, and so a lot of what we teach is like really teaching presence in our own bodies. Yeah, and we use, in, at uh, Authentic Tantra, we use four pillars, meditation, movement, connection, and pleasure. And those four pillars are like, what I like to call like a hack to the system. It helps to kind of move past those blocks to bliss to a place of pleasure and enjoyment so that's what we love this modality and so in a nutshell that's what tantra is and there are many forms of tantra we can talk about that um there's neo tantra there's you know when we study tibetan tantra which has a very long lineage about seventeen thousand year old lineage and actually you know the women are the ones that taught it in that um in that culture in the modality, in the modality. Teach, yeah. yeah modality we teach so and it's because it's lineage based it has authenticity that means that we can track it back to its source and say, and so it's not something that's just someone created like, oh, this is a whole sex thing. You know, it's really a healing modality. So. so maybe that's like partly answering my next question, which is, is Tantra just about sex? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, there are many forms of Tantra. We say like Neo-Tantra. Um, and in the West, which is where we live, most people are just familiar with, you know, that type of Tantra. Right. So Neo-Tantra, which is what most people in the West are familiar with, is really an adaptation. And so that what they did is take from what was a holistic approach to life. So mind, body, spirit, and then take this, the sexual aspects out of that and then kind of transported it here. And then that's what the focus has been here. That's why you, sometimes you'll hear almost interchangeably Tantra and sex. Yes. But it's really, uh, for example, the authentic Tantra, which we teach, is a holistic healing modality, and it's, it's a, a somatic modality. So that means connected to and within the body. So it's not just up here, and it's not just woo-woo, you know, something <laughs> spiritual, you know. And <laughs> But, I mean, it's literally where we live in our home, which is our physical body. And one thing that I say, a blockage anywhere is a blockage everywhere. So you're experiencing blockages or traumas in your body. Guess where it's going to affect? It's going to affect your sex. So, it's, you know, when you practice tantra, can it lead to better sex? Absolutely. And that's our goal. Pleasure is our goal, you know. But we also you know we sometimes have to take that medicine to get us to that goal. So we, you know, we administer that medicine in this practice, which I said, again, is a meditation, movement, connection, and pleasure. And so people kind of get past those things, but keeping them from that place of feeling juicy and feeling orgasmic and feeling, you know, pleasure in every area of your life. We don't just, we don't just teach pleasure in the bedroom. We teach pleasure everywhere. So even though it's not about sex, it's definitely will lead to much better sex. And, and having an orgasmic life, you know, it's not just like having that, you know, orgasm in the bedroom. It's like really coming to embrace the fact that we have a birthright to pleasure. And as Brian said, not just sexual pleasure, but pleasure in any, every area of our lives. We have a birthright to, to experience our lives as pleasurable places to be. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we all deserve pleasure. And I like what you're saying, juicy and orgasmic. I mean, who doesn't want that? <laughs> oh, man. Well, you were saying before you how sex and Tantra are often interchangeable when people are talking about them. So I, you know, there is that term sacred sex and sacred sexuality. And I'm curious as to whether or not, you know, because a lot of people also make those two synonymous. Are they the same thing? Or like, is Tantra a form of sacred sex? Can you enlighten us a bit about that? Yeah, Tantra is a form of sacred sex. Sacred, sacred sexuality has been around since the beginning of time. And pretty much it's almost like an acknowledgement of who we are and how we're created. We're created sacred sexual beings because of cultural conditioning and maybe religion or some form of spirituality. It's said this is sexuality, this is your spirituality. And so we are people are walking around unbalanced when really it's synonymous. It's the same thing. So within, they need to be integrated. Need to be integrated. Yeah. So within that, you know, Tantra was created. Some people say it was created about five thousand years ago in India. That's as far as far as they can record it. Probably gone back, you know, much further than that. But so that's where Tantra comes in. Tantra is the practice. So Tantra is like what you do. You know, of course you have to have a mentality like, okay, I'm here. Now what do I do? Tantra is that thing, is that what you do to actually create that better connection with yourself and enlightenment. And so we have um, retreats, as you know, and one of our retreats is the art of sacred sexuality. So we have Tantra retreats and we also have the art of sacred sexuality. So when we're teaching or when we're doing an uh, art of sacred sexuality retreat, we've got, we bring different modalities yeah. in. So there may be African traditions, things from uh, traditions from Chinese medicine. There may be neo-tantra. There may be um, authentic tantra, which is what we teach. So it's, as, as Brian said, it's sort of like broadly what sacred sex is, but tantra is a path um, that can lead to, yes. yeah, an exactly. expanded as Ryan said, orgasmic, juicy, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and those are all great benefits, right, of practicing Tantra. And so who can benefit from doing this? Is it specific to any kinds of individuals? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, there's not a soul on this planet. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we teach women, we teach men, we teach couples, we teach singles. Um, so literally... Anyone can benefit from it. So we have women who come before us who, for example, are having problems orgasming, like they're not achieving orgasm at all. Or we have uh, women who are, for example, moving from one space in their lives to another, from being married to being single, um, you know, and really want to kind of revive their whole lives, and particularly that area of their lives. Um, we have men who are who want to become multi-orgasmic, which is what is something that we teach couples who want to be on the same page um, in terms of their sexual experience with one another, and then people who just kind of want to be healthier and more whole human beings. Yeah, and even though we use those heteronormative normative terms, this is for everyone, no matter your gender, no matter your sexual orientation, no matter what your partner is, who your partner is, because it, and we'll go deeper into this, but it really starts with the individual first, and then it goes on to your partner. So really, it's for everyone, no matter what you believe in and what you identify as. Oh, awesome. I think that's really practical because there are so many different ways that you can practice Tantra. And like you were saying, yes. it's also maybe about finding the right kind for you and the right folks to teach it. Exactly. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> so hold that thought. We're just going to take a really quick break. And I want to tell everyone how and where they can find more information about sex, health, and relationships at sdc.com. We are constantly adding new videos, podcasts, and articles from experts like my guest today and other professionals like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Carlin Costa, and John and Jackie Melfi of Open Love 101. As a bonus, I'll just add my name into that because you can also find lots of lectual resources on SDC that I've contributed to, so you're going to want to check those out. <laughs> 
So we were talking about Tantra, what it is, the kinds of benefits, and who could benefit from this. And the answer is everybody. So this is for those of you who are in relationships right now, who are looking to find ways to maybe deepen your connection. Okay, so I want to know a little bit about the workshops that you both were talking about that you do for couples. What do you talk about? What do you teach about? Um, we, first of all, we, we, we teach them, but we start with meditation practices. So, you know, people can be present. A lot of times, you know, people aren't present with themselves and with their partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, actually, we usually start with breath work. And so even people who do yoga and do breath work or people who don't do any of that, what they find is that it really takes them to a different place in terms of self-connection mm-hmm. and being rooted in, in the, and fully present in their own bodies and in that space. So usually that's what we teach, like that's the first tantric practice we teach. And it sounds very simple, but it's actually a very profound practice because we're talking about the breath, which is air, which is like literally is what supports our life. Like we can live without for long periods of time without a lot of things, but not air. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it really is sort of the foundation for who we are and making connection. And so then we teach couples how to actually breathe together. Mm. So where they're actually like coordinating their breathing, which literally puts you on the same page because what happens and it bypasses all that, like that other stuff, you know, it's like when you're a couple, you know, you're always trying to negotiate things and, you know, arguments about things and, you know, it's this, all this And when you're, when we do, when we are working with Tantra, we kind of cut through all of that Mm -hmm. because like doing, we we teach the breath work that brings us on the same page. And so that sometimes you find out you don't even need that conversation because something, a third idea has like presented itself to the two of you. So it's not like I'm right and I want my way and he's right. And I'm going to try to convince him that it's, you know, that I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, <laughs> like we need to follow my path. And it's like, no, like what will reveal itself is like this third idea that we're both like, oh, wow, we didn't even think of that. Right. So it really bypasses a lot of what we think of as communication. Oh, yeah. wow. And- you know, speaking of communication, we do teach practical communication techniques. Um, we, you know, and what it does is it does help for each partner to identify their needs, wants, and desires and be able to express it in a way that is loving and the partner receives it. So couples find themselves communicating more on a level they've never communicated before. And we start this practice actually outside of the bedroom. We start outside of the bedroom human practice so they can get used to this new communication that they have, new level of communication. Then when they take it into the bedroom or in the bed or during sex, then it becomes like second nature. Mm. And, and one of the things that's so powerful about that is that people think they know how they feel and what they, what mm-hmm. they want and what they need. But when it comes down to it, like we have a very limited emotional vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm afraid. Okay. And I'm feeling some kind of way. Yeah, like this generation, (laughs) we're like so concerned because their idea of how do you feel, I'm feeling some kind of way. Like could you narrow that down? So like what you discover is that, that our emotions are very nuanced. You know, there are lots of, you know, when we say angry, there are like all kinds of levels of anger. You know, it might be that we're really annoyed or we're frustrated or, you know, we're just in a rage. I mean, it, it's just very nuanced. So being able to identify exactly what you want and need really causes a deeper connection with yourself because you can't really connect with someone else beyond the level that you're self-connected. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of pleasure practices. So we bring it, you know, we get through all of that and we teach pleasure. We teach how to, you know, first identify what your partner is feeling. Once you get this communication, they can express that. And then we teach the practices, you know, hand movements and yoni massages and linear massages. That's not just like a hand job or, you know, erotic massage. It's literally 
healing and therapeutic and it brings so much pleasure to both partners. So that we put all that in a beautiful mix and we bring it to couples. So that's that's what oh, we did. Oh, wow. I <laughs> I love that. And I think I talk about communication at least five times per episode. And uh, I mean, it's the most important part of any relationship. And also, right. I mean, even just the communication with yourself about what your needs and desires are, uh, because right. sometimes we're not really as connected with what we think we want versus what we actually want. We're not, we don't really have that awareness always. Um, yeah, people maybe say communicate. They say like, communicate, communicate. Well, how? Yeah. What do I say? I hate you. That's communication. I don't like what you just did. That's communication. But how do we communicate that in a way that, like I said, first of all, identifies what you are wanting and needing? Because we also teach nonviolent communication, which is a way of identifying those feelings Karen was talking about that people don't have. Once you identify, you can express it. And then a person can, you know, oh, this is what you're feeling. Nine times out of a ten, nine times out of ten, if you can communicate what you're feeling to your partner, that we receive more than just, I want you to change. I want you to stop doing this. Well, yeah, and that's what people usually communicate is what they don't want, mm-hmm. yes. not what they do want. Uh-huh. So, it's like, so you can all, all day like yeah. not do that, but you're still not giving them what they desire and because they haven't identified and they don't have the means of expressing that either. That's so true. And it's great that you're able to help couples uh, figure out, you know, how to do that in a healthy way that's beneficial for both of them to increase the intimacy between them. Uh, right. No, definitely. You're, you're so right about that. So what if, though, for example, you're teaching a couple and maybe one of them doesn't really want to do it or, you know, they get blindsided. I think you were, you know, telling me about <laughs> that happening uh, sometimes when a partner will bring their other partner into you know, one of your sessions that maybe the other partner wasn't fully aware of what it was that they were going to be getting into? Um, Or, you know, what if they just are trying to talk to their partner about the option of coming to you um, and and, and using Tantra to help intensify their relationship? Um, What would you say? How would you help this person try to present that idea to their partner if maybe they're a bit more resistant? They think it's maybe too woo-woo, as you said. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it starts with yourself. Like, Tantra is really very individual. So that's why we can work with individuals because even when there's a couple, like each of you, it's about you. It's about connecting with yourself, knowing yourself, healing and moving your own blocks and and all those things and coming together with with your partner. So like what we like to say, for example, if we have uh, an individual who's come and more often than not in a couple, in a heterosexual couple, it's the woman who's come and she wants, you know, the, the couple to do this work. Though we've had men who've come as well mm-hmm. and, you know, want to know, how do I bring the woman, their, their partner who's a female into it? Um, but we tell them, you know, it's, it's like working out. Like, let's say, you know, the two of you, like, you know, you're like, okay, you know, I want us to work out together. We're going to get, you know, all buff and beach ready. And, and the other partner, it doesn't really want to do it or is reluctant or says yes, but hasn't really made the time for it. You go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, you work out. And as they notice the changes in you and you're looking all hot and sexy, <laughs> like, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, let, let's do this together. And so, I mean, it really is like seeing the, cha- the transformation in your life that can be so appealing to someone. Like, you know, you can talk about what to do or what I want you to do all day long. But when you start to see me change, and the other issue is that when one, one thing changes, Everything changes. So my dad used to have a saying, if you want something to change, change something. (laughs) So, you know, it's like change anything. You know, it doesn't even have to appear to be related. And so when I start to change and I start to heal, then I'm responding differently to my partner. You know, the things that used to trigger me, maybe they don't. So the partner's able to be like, oh, wow, okay, this is bringing something to me into our relationship. And so then they're inspired to want to do it. And the other part of that is, you know, sort of blockage anywhere is a blockage everywhere, but a shift anywhere is a shift everywhere. If we're like this leaning on each other and then I move and I've done it before, I have to get used to not just make a quick move because I move quickly. Karen be like, whoa, I'm like, what happened to you? You know, but I shift it. But we're walking in sync. So when someone shifts, like Karen is saying, you know, the whole relationship will shift. So... 
I would, you know, generally I would be honest with the person and say, hey, I do want to, you know, you know, really just connect deeper. I want to connect deeper if that's what you're desiring. And if they're like, no, nah, I don't know about that, do it yourself. Because what we love about this practice, especially this modality, it doesn't require anyone to practice. You mm. can do this by yourself and become pretty much a guru at this. <laughs> you know, you can become I mean, more enlightened with this. Not only can you, but you have to. Like when we teach, we teach the woman certain pleasure techniques yeah. that she does solo. Yeah. And the same with the man. And then we teach them how to bring that together. So it's not just that it can be. It's, like, it's yeah, because, because yourself, I, yeah. yeah, because I've got to know myself and I've got to own what my pleasure is. And like there are things that I've learned about myself, like what brings me pleasure that I couldn't even tell him before because I didn't really know. So, I mean, it's like by my really knowing myself in a, in a much more intimate way, um, you know, through these techniques, and I'm not just talking about masturbation, I'm talking about, you know, some real tantric, yeah, techniques that, that we teach that you really learn yourself, and then I can express that to him. And then and it comes from a different place. It's not that well, you don't know what you're doing, or you're not bringing me pleasure, like my being responsible for my own pleasure and not making him responsible. So I've taken ownership of my pleasure and I've connected with what brings me pleasure and I'm explaining that to him or I'm sharing that with him. It doesn't come off as, you know, you're not pleasing me. You don't know what you're doing. You know, like that kind of, you know, where people, uh, especially men, like want to withdraw because it's like, well, you know, and then our egos is like men want to feel they know everything. They want to know what pleases the person. Like I have a friend, he said his partner doesn't want to communicate. She like feel like just figure it out basically. I'm like, that's not the way this works. Mm-hmm. That's not how any of this works. We have to <laughs> communicate this stuff, you know? So um, I, I don't know what we came, you know, we're talking all about the, you know, the couples, but but yeah, but so it starts with the individual first and then you connect. We had to take this medicine too. This is not a book something we just read in the book and we're teaching. Like, we literally have to go through this course. We have to take this medicine. We have to learn it. We have to do the practices. We have to perfect it. We have to go. We knew what came up. So when someone comes to us and say, we want us to help them work through this, we know because we've been through it. Mm-hmm. We've been through that practice. We practice this. So this is not just some... It's not memorization. It's not memorization. Yeah. It's not, you know, just reciting it back because it sounds good. No, this is... <laughs> the real stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not even like going to medical school and you teach, you know, how to diagnose someone else's issues and medicate their issues. It's like, no, I mean, <laughs> you have to actually learn and be transformed yourself to be able to teach this authentically. Yeah, we have oh. to become changed in order yes. to teach. And I think that's fantastic because it's important to have a teacher who has been through the process, who understands all the feelings that could potentially arise when you're doing it. Uh, It's not just solo, but also as a couple, right? How you bring all of that together. And yeah, it definitely does start with us. Any change that we want to make in our lives does start with us. We can't rely on anybody else to like make the first move. We have to do it. It has to come from within ourselves. Um, And I think that's very powerful. I think that, you know, getting to know yourself, also masturbation, all the techniques that you, uh, Mm -hmm. that you do teach when it does come to knowing your own body are things that we don't really we never get taught that uh those are things that you know we learn on our own like through trial and error <laughs> basically yeah, mostly, error. <laughs> mostly error, error. error that's true yeah and, so, and just the illusion of uh, one size fits all yeah so a lot of times people feel like well you know i've had a lot of sex or i've had a lot of partners like you know i know what i'm doing but it's like yeah you know what you're doing with those hundred partners yes. that you've never been with me before you yes. know and so like even a woman's vulva like i i love that they're like individual they're uniquely made mm-hmm. like they say a woman's vulva as is, is as unique as a woman's face so it's like if my vulva is different, what I need, what I want, what I desire is going to be different. So I think in some ways that can be less intimidating, like, it for is. example, for a man, because then I don't have an expectation. Exactly. Yeah. My expectation isn't, well, you ought to know what you're doing. You know, I'm not teaching anyone. You know, it's like, no, I, I'm, I'm opening myself and revealing myself to you, yeah. you know, what I need, what I want. Yeah, it's like going, it reminds me of going to the botanical garden. We have a botanical garden here in Atlanta. And we go and there's so many different species of flowers. 
and you go and you look like, oh my gosh, look at that. And then you read it and it tells you exactly where it came from, what it needs, the climate, the, you know, how much water, everything. It's like, oh, and it's completely different from the plant sitting next to it. They just brought it all in one place. And that's how we all are created. And so we can't treat it as one size fits all. There's some plants that do well inside and some that need sun, you know, but you have to know and you have to know from, you know, it'll tell you, you know, so that's why we read the song, like, okay, that's what this needs. Okay, great. I can do this. So when I'm trying to connect with Karen, it's like, what are you needing? And what are you needing right now? Yes. You know what I mean? It might be different from what I needed yesterday. Yeah. A person's needs are going to be different from the day before, the night before, what I need, you know, later on tonight. And it's, it's like food. You know, it's like, okay, I figured out what you want to eat. And like, it's just this one dish. <laughs> no. I, you said you liked that though. Right. Yesterday, you said you wanted pizza. <laughs> but I mean, today, I kind of want something different. That is such a great comparison uh, because it, it makes me think of, you know, there's a buffet of choices out there and you can choose what you want on different occasions. You know, yeah. if you're feeling like maybe more emotional, you're more in an intimate mood, you want to connect differently versus you feel spicier. You're like, I want some pain. Like, let's 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 get some yeah. spanking in here, you know, kind of thing. It's different. You know, you can assume that your partner is always going to want the same thing. And also that is like the recipe for like a boring sex life. Yeah. If you're always doing the same. We only novelty, right? But yeah, knowing yourself, understanding what makes you tick, and then being able to let your partner know and to communicate to them, to guide them, to essentially teach them what makes you feel good is of benefit to everybody. (laughs) And it's also an exploration. So it's not even like, you know, just my like telling Brian, okay, this is what I need. It's like us exploring, you know, what feels good. Like I've learned certain things about what pleases me or what's pleasurable to me by his exploring my body. So it's not just my self-exploration, it's his, his body, his exploring my body as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at it that way, more as, of it as an adventure and an exploration and, you know, as opposed to like this deed that everybody's supposed to like get right and get an A on, you know, like being so goal-oriented, And that's what we take out of some of our practices is that being so goal oriented. Even we'll take out of, you know, some of our practices don't even focus on orgasm. Yes. It's really about that exploration and expanding your pleasure, like identifying what feels good and what brings you pleasure and expanding that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, those are great tips. And I know that you have a bunch more and we're going to talk about that in a second. Coming up after this segment, I'm going to answer some of your letters to Lexi. But first, I just want to invite all of you sexy globetrotters out there to fulfill your wanderlust with STC Travel, where you can enjoy an adventure with other like-minded couples to destinations like Crete, our upcoming Croatian cruise in 2020, Super's experience in Cancun, and STC's takeover of Cap Dag, which you've probably heard me mention and write about many times for my very intellectual experiences over there and a recent podcast that I just did about that exact topic. So you can check out the travel section on sdc.com for a list of all the sexy places you know you are dying to visit and experience some erotic fun of your own. Now, before we get to our letters to Lexi, I just have a couple of more questions for our guests. And I want to know, what are some takeaways from tantric practices that are you find or that couples find the most beneficial that you have seen in your practice? I think for men, um, one of the top things is really learning how to become multi-orgasmic. And we teach how to separate orgasm from ejaculation so that like when when a a man ejaculates, then it's like party over, you know, for everyone. (laughs) In male-centric porn it is, you know, everything ends with the cum shot, doesn't matter if the woman comes or not. And that is often, you know, in in our traditional traditional society, um, the way it goes, unfortunately. So also a lot of women become conditioned by this, that their pleasure ultimately is not important. Now, again, I will just say that orgasm is not the goal of sex. And sometimes it's perfectly fine. If you're totally fine with not having an orgasm and you just had a great experience, that's fine too. But 
if you actually want an orgasm and the man comes and you're like, okay, well, now what about me? Uh, it shouldn't have to be that way. It's okay. Sometimes that, that's fine if that happens, but also the focus should also be on if you want to experience pleasure, about asking for that pleasure and being able to receive it, feeling like you deserve to receive it. Yes. And, and there's also a very narrow view of what orgasm is. Yeah. Ooh, so Yeah. You know, women are capable of at least 11 different kinds of orgasm. So if you're just looking at like that one experience and that's orgasm and you don't have that, then a woman can feel like, well, she has an orgasm or she doesn't realize there's so much more beyond that. And then men also have the capacity to be multi-orgasmic and to have like, what is it, like eight different, at least eight different kinds of orgasm. Damn. So, I'm, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so, once we get out of that mindset, like, oh, the orgasm is that what we call climax. Or ejaculation. Or ejaculation. Right. Then our world expands. So, we teach our students how to expand their orgasm experience start to play in that playground of orgasms. You know, they're all not going to be this peak. You know, imagine you go to a, um, an amusement park and just all day, every day. You know, you'd be like, oh, oh okay, it feels good. After a while, you're like, okay, what else you got? You know, <laughs> around. You may want to get on the water ride. You may want to, you know, get on the little boats. You may want to get on the, you know, water slide. You may want to get wet. You know, so. sounding so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, orgasmic. You know, we call it our orgasmic playground, and it's a way you can play with your orgasm. We have a practice that literally allows you to play in that playground, and so you can expand your orgasm. First of all, expand your your mind, you're thinking to what an orgasm is, and then expand your body so you can experience that during sexual play, where you can experience many so orgasms. it's not just like that orgasmic sneeze. Yeah. And it's, it's like, nice okay, sneeze. it's over. Yeah, it's a it's like actually being able, well, yeah, but being able to, as Brian said, stay in that space and expand that space and stay, ride the waves of that pleasure as opposed to just, it's over. So that's one thing better sex is another thing i mean better communication in and out the bedroom deeper Deeper self-connection yeah deeper connection overcoming trauma intimacy sexual it could be sexual trauma or any kind of trauma people holding their bodies yes um we also teach practices um people tend to hold a lot of what we call stagnant energy or stress in their pelvises so, you know, so that inhibits the blood flow. I mean, there, there is actual science behind most of this. It inhibits the blood flow to that area and, you know, really keeps us kind of contracted. So when you're in that state, you can't really experience the pleasure you desire. So we have practices to help move, kind of, yeah, yeah, move all of that and open all of that. Yeah, we heal, you know, helps to heal physical trauma, remove blockages. And it gives us people a sexual understanding and, you know, more of an adult sexual education past the eighth grade sex ed class and just taught us about syphilis and gonorrhea, not to be have sex. Yeah. Most people have, that's their sexual, you know, education and porn, which is not sexual education. Thank you for saying that. Porn is not real sex education. Well, first of all, it's not real sex. No. It's filmed. I mean, like this acting. Yep. I used to work in the industry. It's very, uh, <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes, all the editing that happens. Also, you know, it's not at all what you would expect um, in from an actual uh, sex session with uh, two or more individuals uh, or even one individual, uh, you know. It, it's not real, right? It's no. not real sex. It's no. not, there's no connection. You know, someone knocks in the door, you know, traditional scenes, you know, hey, come in, bend over, scene, oh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> no connection. No, like, what do you need, one desire? I just say it has to happen every time, but my goodness, like, how do I know what pleases you? Like, that's, you know, but we can go on and on about that. Yeah. So that's what we're here, giving real sexual education. That's what people can walk away with, with, with this as well. So, I mean, stronger orgasm, expanded orgasms for men and for women, separating your orgasm from your ejaculation from men, you kind of touched on that, like it's the list goes on and on. Yeah, even things for women, like women, you know, like their hormonal fluctuations and some of the practices we teach can, can help with that. I mean, you know, we always say 
before you do anything, you know, make sure there's no physical basis for whatever it is, whether it's, you know, PE or ED for men, whether it's, you know, hormonal issues for women. But a lot of the practices we teach can address those kinds of things, can address even the physical nature of some of those things. And circumcision trauma. I don't want to leave that out. That's very important. A lot of men have it, don't realize they have it. I think all men have it. I mean, you can't tell. I mean, that a baby pops out and then within hours of its life, you literally cut away his penis and then with no medication and say, okay, this is all good. And it's like, okay, go about your life and think that there's no trauma. Like, this is my first experience. You're cutting away at the skin, but literally we, we can teach about that. I don't think another time, but yeah, so that's general mutilation. And so a lot of men have trauma with that and they lose, sensitiv- lose sensitivity. I think it's over like 11,000 nerve endings in that, you know, in the uh, fourth. 20,000. 20, yeah. uh, the skin that's cut away. That's mm-hmm. gone, and, and so men are lost a lot of sensitivity in their um, a lot of sensation sensation ahead yeah. of their penis. So we help to we give teach movements to bring that back as well and be more sensitive, and so and make them last longer. So. Oh, cool. Well, I know you have some possibly, I, I, I'm sure you have some good tips for some of the people who want to get their questions through to us. So we're going to get into that right now because yeah. it, it's time for letters to Lexi. Yay. So I am going to give you the shameless, no bullshit answer your friends might not have the iron ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. No question is ever too taboo or queer or weird. So don't be shy. I love getting your messages and write into me whenever at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. I chose a few of the letters that I get and I thought that, you know, you guys could probably help out with some of these folks over here who I'm going to read you these letters from. So um, the first one here is from Lucy in Calgary. Dear Lexi, I'm a 42-year-old woman and I have a lot of trouble achieving orgasm during sex. I can achieve orgasm on my own via masturbation, but not with my partners. Is it all psychological? Please help. Um, well, who are these partners, right? How much communication have you had with these partners wow. about what it is that you want? Uh, it's great, obviously, you know, the fact that you are able to achieve orgasm through masturbation means that, that physically everything seems to be fine. Um, so I don't, wouldn't say it's all psychological. I think there's a lot of relational stuff in there. Like maybe are, like, are these partners people that you uh, don't really have a good relationship with in terms of being comfortable enough to tell them what you want um are you just feeling like you don't um I guess, have the agency or they are, you don't feel empowered enough to be able to tell them that you want something, certain things and certain things bring you pleasure. Let's, let's start with there. I think that's a really good place to begin because, you know, a lot of different partners, you might feel different things with them might feel more or less comfortable to be open and explicit about what it is that you want or to even do things like guide their hand or their head or your, or their body to, you know, adjust yourself so you can feel the max maximum pleasure. I, it really depends on your partner, your mood, and a lot of other factors. But physically, yeah. it seems like everything's fine. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that, Karen and Brian. I don't know if you can still hear me, but you're frozen right now. What do you guys think about that? Well, one thing we always start with is uh, an, an intake. And when we say intake, like it's a discovery, what we call a discovery session. So we're really finding out like about her experiences, her life, um, is, is it that she's never orgasmed with any partner? Is it just this partner? Has she been able to orgasm with this partner before, but ha- is it now? You know, so I mean, like what the, the client tells us really informs how we treat that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, w- let's just say, you know, for sake of argument, the issue is that she's having difficulty achieving orgasm with this specific partner then we would identify it probably more as a partner issue and so want to find out like for example with his part with her partner how long is he lasting because it takes a woman between 25 to 45 minutes to become fully engorged a woman can even have an orgasm and not be fully engorged mm-hmm. so a lot of times what couples think you know both men and women think is you know what i call just the moisture test you know, if the woman's like a little bit wet, oh, she's ready to go. Well, that doesn't mean that she's, she's fully engorged and ready to have especially penetrative sex. So I want to find that out. And, and if it looks like, 
you know, he's, he's climaxing in 15 minutes. It's like, well, obviously you haven't even had time to become fully engorged. So then we, we would suggest working with them as a couple because, I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot she can do in a situation like that if he's unwilling to participate. Now, we can teach her, you know, lots of tools and to expand her own personal orgasm, other ways of having sex with him that don't necessarily rely on her having an orgasm with him you know, through penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you have... Yeah, it's kind of like what you said. It starts with communication. You know, people ask other people questions and they don't ask their partner, you know, like or communicate what they're desiring. And as Karen, you, I think you mentioned that and it's so true. It's like men learn from porn and women learn from men, you know? <laughs> so they learn, men treat women how to be. And if they all having fun, they have no idea what they can experience because most you know, men can't teach that because they don't know it themselves. Mm-hmm. And most women rely on the partner to bring them pleasure. Mm-hmm. And they don't own their pleasure. So we That's teach true. men and women, or, you know, lingam owners and vulva owners, yoni or vulva owners to own your pleasure, to know what it feels like. So that's why we said before, we teach women and men to actually to uh, their own practice and then they can say, oh, this is what feels good to me. Oh, this feels good to me. This, hmm, a little less of that, more of that, you know, okay. so that's what. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so speaking of men, I, the next question is actually from a man that I think you guys might have some insight on here. Uh, so uh, our next letter is from Marcus in Ohio. Hi, Lexi. I'm in my 50s, and I've always had problems with my partners because when we have sex, I always come really fast no matter what I try to do. I don't want to take pills like Viagra because I'm afraid of the side effects and I don't know if it will even work. I'm embarrassed to talk to my doctor. What should I do? Well, firstly, it sucks that our society is such that you feel that it is embarrassing to talk about something with your doctor uh, when our doctors are theoretically supposed to be, you know, open to hearing all kinds of things and not judge you uh, for whatever it is that, you know, you're, you're presenting with or whatever question you have. Um, right. So it just sucks. And I'm sorry that you have to ever deal with that kind of stigma. Um, and because there is a huge stigma when it comes to that, uh, when it comes to men and performance. Um, but doesn't make you any less of a man. So I'm going to start off with that. So maybe just like a little readjustment in your thinking. Um, I understand that you feel embarrassed to talk to your doctor. Now, there are some things that you can do that are not necessarily requiring a medical um, intervention. Um, but, <laughs> but um, and I think uh, Karen and Brian probably have some insight into that because they, they do this kind of thing uh, with men to help um, delay ejaculation. So um, I'm going to actually just hand it off to you guys because I think you'll actually have a lot more insight into this than I do. But yeah, let's get rid of that shame and stigma revolving around all of that and the embarrassment, okay? I think it is a very human thing, um, and you are not alone in this. So let's go with that. Actually, I mean, there was a survey, and actually, average man lasts no more than six minutes. And if you're doing something great, it's 11 minutes. <laughs> okay. Basically, these are the statistics. So we think, oh, you know, we watch porn and they just go and go and go. Oh, man, he's big. He lasts forever. And it's like, that's not, you know, real. And so most men, you know, they think it's just them. And it's not. And bar any, like, medical condition that's keeping him from, you know, maintaining an erection, our tantra practice can help because we do help with connection practices and different movements that in, in actual massages he can do on his lingam to help to maintain and keep an erection. We teach breathing exercises that help to connect, you know, bring him in his body and be present. We teach meditation for the same thing. We teach different holes that help, you know, to keep the blood flow. I mean, to actually have the blood flow, keep it into the, into the lingam. And so, you know, we have, we have something like I practice been practicing to learn this, becoming a multi-orgasmic male, where I can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can see that, but Karen just gave the thumbs up to that after Brian said multi-orgasmic male. <laughs> <laughs> I can orgasm without ejaculating. Is there are two different functions. And so experience the, the full pleasure of orgasm, but without an ejaculation, so it's, he's not being deprived of anything. You know, sometimes right. people think of that as, oh, 
you know, then it's like abstinence almost. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, it's just the opposite. It's an expanded and expansive experience. And so he, so then he's still in the game, so to speak, you know, so then we can continue. Whereas if he ejaculated, then, I mean, you know, there is a refractory period, no matter how long or short it is, there is one. So, you know, you just have to either ride that out or wait till next you know, the next day or something, <laughs> depending on how long, <laughs> depending on how long it is. So, you know, practices like that makes, make such a huge difference. And what Tantra does, because we also work with energy, we can actually teach men how to move the energy through their body to keep what we call that fire energy going in their, right, in their, in their lingams or in their penises so that they can stay erect even without like that, you know, what I call that friction um, kind of stimulation because that can become uncomfortable for a woman, first of all. So there, like so many tools, there are some movement tools we can teach men. Like women have heard of using like pelvic floor work for themselves, but we teach pelvic floor work also for men. And that brings more blood supply, um, you know, helps the nerves regenerate in that area, removes, you know, stagnant energy, all of those things, which also help a man with maintain an erection. Oh, amazing. Oh, well, you guys seem like the perfect coaches to help people through some of these sexual difficulties that I know a lot of people encounter. These are all very common things. That's kind of the basis of when I'm choosing my letters uh, that I want to actually answer during letters to Lexi, because I think these are applicable to a lot of people who are listening right now. So if you're listening and you think that these things could be beneficial for you, I definitely suggest reaching out to these two. And uh, yeah, that wraps up this week's Letters to Lexi segment. Thank you for your great questions and ask me anything, anytime. Send in your questions, like I said before, Lexi at sdc.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. And listen to see if I answer your question in my next episode during Letters to Lexi. That is all for this week's episode of SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I want to thank both of you, Karen and Brian. You are awesome guests. Thank you so much. Thank you you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can you tell everybody how they can reach you after this? Um, We are are Explore Tantra on every platform. Our website is exploretantra.com on Instagram at Explore Tantra, Twitter at Explore Tantra. And you can find us on Facebook, Explore Tantra. So explore Tantra on every platform. And it's telling you what to do. Explore Tantra. Just just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you both so much again. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for joining me today. You can also learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC and try it out for yourself. Tune in on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand whenever you want them on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 